It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van And we are live. Welcome to Car Con Carne. I'm James Van Ossel. This podcast started close to eight years ago in a car. I did interviews outside local restaurants, brew pubs, events, etc. in the car. Carcon Carne will return to the car next month. I'm making plans for that. But for now, I'm still doing this virtually. It's it's been a it's been a weird year and a half, close to two years at this point, but I'm still doing interviews from home for right now. Uh tomorrow, no, Thursday night. Thursday night, Nathan Graham musician singer songwriter returns to the show sunday lucky boys confusion joins me as they talk about their songs from a scene events their two-night event happening at bottom lounge also as this is all going on i'm involved with a couple other podcasts i'd like to share with you or let you know about music of chicago is a weekly music show featuring nothing but independent music from the city of chicago new episodes hit every friday you can access information from the carcon carne Dot com page and also the double door podcast we all love double door it's a historic chicago live music entertainment venue it will come back it will return plans are underway right now to bring double door back to the uptown neighborhood at wilson and broadway and on a bi-weekly basis you can hear from the co-owners of double door what kind of progress they're making some double door history and all the stuff that goes into rebuilding a brand and rebuilding a building it's kind of cool behind the scenes stuff that's the double door podcast as for right now though this podcast is carcone carne and i have with me raul benitez raul is the man responsible for the after dark programming in the chicago international film festival uh raul awesome job i love the fact that you're you're putting your muscle behind horror flicks for the international film festival so thank you so much hey can i make a quick comment about the double door yeah uh i'm glad you're coming back I have some great memories of that place. Uh, I also have great memories of me getting kicked out of that place. <laughs> Was it warranted? Did you earn the kicking out? Maybe. <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. I was working for another place, but but yeah, no, I'm, I just wanted to throw that in there. But yeah, no, I'm super excited about the festival and uh, I'm excited that I was able to program for them this year. Well, horror movies, horror is such a deep, rich genre. I, I, I'm unapologetically a, a serious horror fan but it just it tends to get dismissed by the masses would you agree that it never quite gets its due yeah no i mean you know horror and just genre film in general has kind of been mostly thought of as like b movies right um you know especially in the 50s there were so many you know the studios wanted to make quick and dirty movies and genre films was the easiest way to do it um and you know it, that kind of stigma of the the b movie for horror etc it's kind of stuck around um but i think things are kind of changing now for the better and i should mention the chicago international film festival kicks off i'm recording this live on october 12th it kicks off officially on october 13th it goes until october 24th it is the 57th annual ciff 80 films more than 60 shorts different tracks of programming specifically we're going to zero in on after dark uh and people can see these movies all over the place at the drive-in uh, in theaters they can watch them online i mean i i love the fact that it really is a film festival that's super accessible to everybody yeah no that's that's a change that we did this year 
Um, before, most of the time, the festival was at the AMC and the River East downtown. Um, but this year, we decided to do a couple of venues. And so we added the music box to, to a venue. We added a ballroom on the south side uh, as a venue. We added the drive-in in Pilsen as a venue this year. So we're, we're, we spread out a little bit this year. And I think that, uh, I think that makes a, definitely makes the festival more accessible to people. You know, because not everybody, you know, wants to go downtown. Uh, but going to the music box is way more easy to get to, et cetera. So I think, I think overall it's good for the festival. 100%. And people don't want to go to the theater for a variety of reasons this year. I get it. Uh, speaking of the drive-in, which you mentioned, the one in Pilsen, I love what they've done with that one. And this Friday, it's Friday, right? You're showing Antlers? Yes. We're opening with Antlers. I, I, I feel like we've been waiting a long time for that one. Yeah. No, Antlers has been kind of, you know, get, kept getting pushed back the premiere day. Uh, date and you know it was in limbo for a while but finally uh you know we'll, we'll get to see it at the theater and they're gonna you know after after we show it, it's gonna get released uh widely and uh not you know i think now the kind of like the reviewers are finally starting to get to watch it i've seen some couple of reviews of it already today actually uh so i'm excited to show that to everyone at the drive-in and for context or so people for people who don't know what Antlers is, what is Antlers? So Antlers is basically like a movie set in the Northwest. Uh, and it's based on this, uh, this like Native American myth about a creature, a man that turns into a creature uh, and then kind of feeds off humans. Um, and it involves a little boy uh, who's, whose family gets kind of involved in it. His father gets involved in it. And it stars Carrie Russell as his teacher, and she kind of like help, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with him. Uh, and you know, it's executive produced by Guillermo del Toro, and he made the monster in it. So I think there's a lot to look forward to in that movie. Oh, with Guillermo del Toro, you know, it's going to be visually interesting. Definitely, at the, definitely at is. the bare minimum, it's going to be visually cool to watch, something to see. I, I should mention ChicagoFilmFestival.com is where you can find out information about the 57th. Annual Festival again kicks off on the 13th, which is tomorrow as we're recording this. Tomorrow, speaking of After Dark, I mean, one of the biggest commercial horror movies of the year, hands down, is being featured tomorrow at the Music Box, that being Halloween Kills. Yeah, so in Halloween Kills kind of came in a little bit late in our programming, uh, but, you know, you know, we're not going to say no, they're not showing that movie. That movie's going to be huge, and there's so many fans of that series, um, and that's going to be tomorrow at 10 at the music box um we're really excited to be showing that one um and you know we get to you know you get to watch it before it gets wide released and you get to watch it at a really cool theater and yeah totally and i think the tickets were like 10 bucks and there's i i love the drive-in i love you know i mentioned the drive-in in pilsen i love the the comfort and the just ease of being able to being able to watch things at home. But there is something specifically with horror movies. There is that shared experience of being in the theater with other people. Unlike any other type of movie, maybe comedy, it is that shared experience of just reacting together and just those emotions and the, that energy. Yeah, definitely. You know, one thing about genre fans and horror fans is they love to talk about what they just saw. And so... I'm excited about, you know, being at the theater and introducing these movies and then talking to people afterwards to see what they thought. Um, I think we've got a bunch of movies that are going to be, you know, uh, cause a lot of, 
you know, chatter and debate amongst uh, audience members. So I'm ex that's one thing I'm pretty excited for is just to talk to people afterwards about what they just watched. What's cool, one of the many things that's cool about the Chicago International Film Festival is, yeah, you could see a movie like Halloween Kills or Dune, but you also get these super independent films, shorts from all over the world in your programming, in, in the specific After Dark track that you're in. There's a series of shorts. It's Unexpected Terrors. And these are shorts collected from around the globe. And it's all these cool, different visions, different takes on horror, some very obviously horror, like zombies, some more psychological terror. And I think that is going to be something people talk about is that series of shorts. Yeah, you know, I'm super excited to show that one. I, you know, I try to be a little eclectic in the trust program because, you know, you have a little leeway there because, you know, they're shorts. And uh, the one you just talked about, the, the Last Marriage, which is the zombie one, it's it's funny because it's really the zombie stuff is the kind of like the other story. The real story is like this couple who are living out through the zombie apocalypse and they're just doing they're just having like couple arguments. You they're know going what I mean? through a breakup. It, yeah, know, they're going through a breakup and you know that's their focus and the zombie stuff is just extra. Uh which and that, I thought that movie did you know was a really great take on kind of like a zombie story. Um and you know, another thing's happened while they're going through this breakup. Uh, but yeah, you know, we added in that program we added this movie called Inheritance, uh, which is about a uh, a black family who owns this house and this land, and they have this ability to see the ghosts and spirits that surround the land. And their daughter's coming of age, and she kind of starts to see the ghosts as well. And you know, she and there's like this whole like interaction between her and her family over that. Uh, and I think that movie's great. Uh, well, what's the one with the what's the one with the tattoo artist? The tattoo artist is marked, uh, and marked uh, is about a tattoo artist giving that tattoo to uh, uh, a, a client, and he notices the client notices these tattoos on the tattoo artist, uh, and uh, they kind of start getting into this conversation. Um, you know, just talking about, you know, he's like asking all about that too, and what meaning does it have? And the, his, the client in the tattoo chair is Eric Roberts. And who doesn't love Eric Roberts? He's in everything. Exactly. And, and exactly. This, this movie is like written for him. It's short. And th this is psychological. Yeah, there's psychological and a thriller aspect to it. And, uh, you know, Eric Roberts takes care of business in this short. So uh, I'm excited for that short as well. So again, we're talking, I mean, there's so much to see. I think the, the hardest part about being a fan and attendee uh, for the 57th Chicago International Film Festival is finding a way to watch everything you want to see, like get it all in. There's just, it, it's like this embarrassment of riches. Like, how do I accomplish all this? Do I do I just not work for a week? Is that is that what I need to do? <laughs> well, you know, the, the good the good news about the After Dark series is most of the films are on a weekend. So yes, they get, should be. So you could pop, you could definitely sort of watch most of them. Uh, so there's leeway. And, you know, even even uh, even at the drive in, there's like a separation between 
uh, you know, antlers in, in earlier in the day and then later on at night, there's another, you know, there's another film. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, I think later on that day is a, is a hellbender. So you could, you could actually stay at the drive-in the whole time and watch two great movies. Uh, yeah. Hellbender is a movie, uh, like this coming-of-age movie between his daughter and his mother, and, and they're witches, and, they're mo- and she's, but she doesn't, the daughter doesn't really know that she's a witch, and she's starting to discover these powers that she has, and, you know, her mother has to finally kind of come, come out to her and tell her, you know, that you are, you know, a descendant of a long line of witches, and, like, all this other stuff happens, and there's, like, this dynamic between the mother and the daughter, which I felt uh, was a great twist to uh, which uh, this you know which uh, which is story so there's a chicago connection a, a prominent one on the on the slate broadcast signal intrusion yeah broadcast intrusion is uh so it's based it follows a video archivist in the 90s and he's trying to investigate the two uh interruptions of broadcast that actually happened here in chicago one was the interruption of the WGN broadcast. Uh, and then uh, the second one was during a Doctor Who episode on WTTW, uh, which I, which had like Max Hedrum character in yes. it. But uh, both of them, uh, the FCC believes that it was the same people. Uh, and so in the movie, this, invest, this archivist, is, he's trying to track down who did this and how how they did it. And it leads him to all kinds of stuff and, and you know, revelations. Uh, and uh, that's where the Chicago connection comes comes to. Of all the things to to jump into a, a horror movie, yeah. Um, no, do you remember that? That of I totally remember that as a kid. Yeah, I, I. But what a what a clever and creative premise to use as a springboard for this. So yeah, definitely. Um, and I, you know, I think he did a great job of kind of like weaving uh, this drama thriller story into this uh, real life event. So the beta test, this is kind of a dark comedy in a way, isn't it? Yeah, you know, beta test, I thought it was really interesting because it's a thriller, but, uh, you know, it's about this guy, this Hollywood uh, agent who gets a, a mysterious envelope and it's this woman wanting to meet him at a hotel. And and it, kinda, the, the note basically says, come visit me for no strings, anonymous sex. Yeah, exactly. And then he finds it weird and then he ends up trying to track down uh, where it's coming from. And, you know, he actually like looks up the, the envelope manufacturer to find out who ordered these envelopes. And uh, it kind of leads up all the way down to this road of like data mining and, and an app. And so I thought that was appropriate for kind of the age we live in. Oh yeah. It doesn't get more um, timely than that. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I think, it's a really interesting thriller that I thought I think people will really enjoy. And I think this one is definitely for people that are not normally go out to see genre films. Yes. Uh, especially ones that they never heard of. And I think this one uh, totally uh, kind of like uh, hits that mark for people that are looking for something totally different. Right. And there are questions of morality. I mean, it's the kind of movie that challenges the way you think and, and exist. Yeah, it does. And I, and I think, you know, you know, in a way, you kind of when you're watching this movie, the character you kind of hate him. You know, he's such a he's so abrasive, but then, you know, he's because he's like that. When he starts investigating what's happening, you know, what this whole like thing with the envelope and the invitation, 
he it kind of unnerves him uh and because he's one of these like abrasive agents i think it really really unnerves him because it's, he's not in control yeah and i think it kind of it kind of correlates with people not in control with you know just kind of technology in general so one of the films I, i'm looking forward to seeing during the film festival i, I read good things about his house of snails yeah so the house of snails uh uh i thought so it's it's basically a werewolf tale but it has an interesting twist and it's about this uh novelist who goes to this small town and he wants to go there to seclude himself to write his new novel and while there he meets all the residents and the residents turn out to be very strange and they're very wary of him and they're always kind of like suspicious of what he's doing and he runs it you know he hears about this myth and uh and he meets this woman that he kind of falls for but she's also very strange and it gets to the point where he doesn't he kind of gets mixed up with what reality is and what he's writing about and, he, and there's points where he just he he thinks it's what in his mind and he's writing about it but but it's real life and uh it has a crazy ending in my opinion and so i, I you know i also think the house tales is definitely one for people that don't look for genre films and it's uh more interesting enough uh for them to 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 watch and it's not you know like gory or anything like that there's a lot of like intrigue and mystery and him trying to you know figure out what's what's going on and what's what's going on in this weird small town that he he finds himself in it's a gateway drug yeah <laughs> that's what you use to hook them in and then you, you move them through the rest of the program uh, so the chicago international film festival again chicagofilmfestival.com October 13th through the 24th, specifically this After Dark series is so cool. You mentioned Hellbender. Uh, we talked about zombies as it pertained to the short in the Unexpected Terror shorts. The Sadness is a zombie movie. Yes, Zombie's a straight up zombie movie. It's from Taiwan. Um, when I screened this movie, uh, I got it got recommended to me, so I get screened it, and, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, I got to program this movie. This movie is so amazing um and it's like wall to wall gore <laughs> and it's almost all special effects and practical effects it's almost all practical oh, cool. effects uh, hey, I, I i know what that means but can you yeah. explain what practical yeah effects practical effects is just you know like old school way of doing special effects and makeup and just you know uh you know just like by like cutting off the limbs um they're using like you know uh obviously they're using fake limbs but they do it in the practical way so it looks real. It's not CGI or special mm -hmm. effects or anything like that. And um, and I think that like the gore and like the you know the the practical effects and like the zombie aspect of it, I think those three hit like the genre hounds funny bone because everything is there that you want. Um, and also there were scenes in this movie when I'm when I was watching it and and I'm thinking to myself, they're they're not going to go there, are they? And they do go there. And then that's and when those couple of times when they did go the way I thought they were gonna go, not believing that they would, when they did, I was like, I have to program this. That's this awesome. movie is it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great on the big screen. Uh, I think the soundscape of this movie is gonna be pretty pretty great. And you know, for people that really are into the, the gore aspect of things, I think this movie is is for them. Um, 
I will, it's, and it's like nonstop, like nonstop. <laughs> and, relentless. You know, it's, it's relentless, nonstop, and, and it goes all the way to the end. So uh, I'm really excited for this one to watch, not only in the theater, but just to see people's reactions to it and talk about it. I mean, this is a kind of a movie that typically the Pressel doesn't program in the past because it's so gory and it's not kind of like something that their normal festival goers look for, goers look for, but uh, I was like, I, I, I was like, we have to do this. We have to show this one. Hell um, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think the, the perception from people outside who maybe wouldn't normally think about the Chicago Inter international film festival is that, well, if it's an international film festival, it's a lot of stories of unrequited love in you know like period pieces about unrequited love i love the the depth and diversity of, of ideas and visions that people have access to at this film festival yeah no i mean the festival you know we cover a lot you know from you know we're showing the we're opening with the french dispatch and you know we have a lot of independent films as well so uh, we're really excited about just the overall lineup uh and some some great looking documentaries too especially if you're from Chicago, one on Harold Washington looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that one's exci we're excited to show that one as well. So, um, but with the After Dark series, I, you know, this is the first year that they hired me to 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 do the series. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to really mix it up and add some stuff that uh, I think you know really uh, speaks to genre fans here in Chicago. And you know, genre, you know, Chicago has a very great genre community, mm -hmm. um, and they come out to see stuff like this. Uh, so I'm excited to see, uh, you know, seeing this a theater with people and, you know, talking about it. That's what I was saying, that, that communal feeling when you go to see a horror movie. And speaking of that community, that, that genre community in Chicago, we've been starved for cool new things. I mean, it, this was, you know, we, we went through 18 months of sensory privation where there wasn't <laughs> any access to anything. And I was like, oh, wait, you're telling me there's a whole slate of new cool stuff that I haven't seen before of all, you know, kinds that appeals to all kinds of horror interests. Give me. Yes, please. Sold. I want in. Yeah, no, I, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm part of the genre community here in Chicago. So, you know, if somebody showed me this program <laughs> that I didn't program and it showed me this exact I'd be like, this is amazing. Like, this is stuff that I want to see. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, yeah, you know, we're going to, Dune's going to be out in wide release and, you know, Halloween Kills is going to be out wide release and even Hellbender. But the other stuff that you probably won't get to see again. And, you know, like the House of Stales, you might not get a chance to see again. Uh, you know, uh, the sadness, uh, we might not see again uh, until later on. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, the one, the one film that we haven't talked about was Mad God, which I feel... That's animated, definitely, right? It's definitely one that won't, that might not, you might not get a chance to see again. Uh, you know, uh, so. Uh, and, and that's that's an animated movie? So Mad Guy is a stop animation film by Phil Tippett. Uh, if, you're, if you're not familiar with Phil Tippett, he's like this, this like a special effects wizard. He's been in the industry forever. He He's the person that came up with the chess scene in Star Wars. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. Oh, he, wow. That okay. is his creation. Uh, he 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 created the the, the ATT walkers in Star Wars. That's his okay. creation. He he worked on RoboCop. If you remember RoboCop, the I can't remember the the rogue robot that RoboCop fights. That's his creation. He you know he worked on uh, Jaws. He worked on I think he worked on Jaws. 
He worked on uh, Star. I just found out he worked on Star Trek Troopers. Oh my god! Okay, so, so he's, he's he's done so much, so many iconic films, the special effects, uh, and this film is his own creation that he had been working on for over thirty years. Um, in fact, he had started with it so long ago that he was filming it on thirty-five, um, and he finally got to finish it. Um, and uh, he, it, the movie is mind-blowingly amazing. Uh, and it follows this character called the assassin and he like it starts with him dropping down into this crazy world and there's the world is so amazing and so there's so much to look at and uh everything is almost all practical effects uh and 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 models and stop anim animation and um and i'm really 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 super excited to see this one as well in theaters because this is a movie you need to watch in a theater there's just so much going on visually. Uh, and the world he created is amazing. Uh, and uh, nothing you'll ever see before. Uh, and it's, it's it's like mind blowing. Like I was watching this and I just couldn't believe like how amazing this was another one of those films that I'm like this, you know, we can, we need to get this movie to show people because uh, the, the world he created is so uh, like nothing I've ever seen before. And it's all, like you know the use of like props and dolls and stuff that he had and uh you know around the studio and you know it, it was a process for him to make this movie and over the years he had volunteers to help him do the stop animation and uh the stop motion animation and and you know just the artwork and the storyboarding of it it's just so amazing in fact i i just uh, interviewed him the other day and he this movie literally like mentally exhausted him. Like he actually had to go to a mental ward after he did this movie. Because they just, he put all, all of himself into this film. Um, and and yeah, so I, you know, this is a movie that uh, I'm excited to watch with our audience and I'm excited to talk about them afterwards because it, it'll definitely gonna be something that we've never seen before. Here's the thing, Raul, I talk a lot on this podcast about the need for curation. I, I, I worry that in our present day, computerized algorithms don't always get it right. And that human touch, people who are truly passionate, who understand what what their, their artistic passions are, I, I worry that there aren't enough of them out there championing stuff for us. Listening to you talk, I, I, I'm assuming anyone listening or watching gets the sense that, oh my God, this, this guy lives and breathes it. I tr I'm going to, I trust what this guy is selling. I, I trust this guy's, <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. He, it's not like you're, you're, you're just pitching out, oh, come, come see some movies. Like these are things you're excited about. Like you're excited about the practical effects in the, in the zombie movie and um, the sadness you're excited about. I mean, you're, you're kind of nerding out about mad God, which is awesome. That tells me, uh, I, I believe it. I I'm, curation is everything and i think you did a fantastic job yeah no thank you no you know I, I i wanted to show i wanted to find films uh that uh you know that really like like struck audiences and i did you know i, I cast my wet my my net a little wide to find out you know what was coming out what was playing at other festivals you know what kind of like touched people's nerve uh and you know it's a little bit of a challenge, you know, for for us for the for Chicago International because we're a little bit late later in the season, film festival season. 
So a lot of, you know, a lot of films that I wanted to get were kind of, you know, um, the release schedules before our, our mm. festival. But, you know, uh, we, I did find some films that, that fit right into our, our, our festival timeline. And I think I'm pretty excited about what we were able to get. And I'm excited to show these to people. I love it. Okay. So again, this is the after dark programming as part of the Chicago international film festival, which is happening October 13th through the 24th. And again, no matter how you, how you consume movies, whether you want to head out to the drive-in, which is awesome, uh, or watch at home on your tablet or whatever computer desktop, or if you want to actually sit down in a theater, like the music box or the AMC downtown, you have a lot of options, lots of movies, things we haven't seen, things that you can brag about to your friends after seeing like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe this thing I saw at the film festival this year. Uh, I love what you did this year. I Let me, I, I've got to assume once the film festival's over on the 24th, uh, do you start thinking about next year, like on the 25th? Yeah, oh, totally. You know, uh, I might take a break. <laughs> you know, and I work from, I work for other film festivals uh, as a screener, but uh, this best, you know, this is unique and this is kind of like in my wheelhouse of genre stuff. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, we're in an era, I think we're in an era where genre films are getting more of the limelight. Um, you know, Tatian won upon the Auric hands, and that's a body horror film. That, you know, that's, you know, to me, that's amazing because, you know, that's a prestigious film festival and you're, you're giving a, a most prestigious award to a film that's, a genre film, you know, and and that's a body horror film, you know, and I, I went to go see it with an audience not too long ago. And, you know, there were scenes where people were horrified, you know, and, and this, this, this film is amazing film. One, you want in a prestigious award that they normally give to, you know, auteurs and stuff like that. So I think genre film is kind of getting uh, a re-looked at. I think genre film film festivals are kind of take, paying more attention now. I think uh, a lot of it has to do with, you know, Jordan Peele's two, oh, know, sure. two films, you know, uh, you know, Get Out and Us. I think, uh, you know, genre films, you know, and yes, genre films in the past, they, they, they had a message. I mean, RoboCop uh, is one I always bring up where, you know, there's like this message of justification in the RoboCop series. Um, but I think now genre films like uh, Get Out uh, and Candyman have a, a, a message, a purposeful message behind them. For sure. Uh, and and you know, the horror story is, is, is moving forward as message that the filmmaker wants to, 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 to take and to, you know, give to the audience. And I think that's a difference now than back in the day where, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, genre films were... Uh, you know, used to, to to talk about a comment on today's world, but I think filmmakers are now looking to do that. Exactly. Uh, so I think that I think that's a change, and I think uh, I think genres kind of I think genre film is like the kind of like the it thing at the moment. Uh, and uh, you know, yes, we're going to still have movies like The Sadness, where it's just you know gore and zombies, but I think there's more movies coming out that have more of a message and i think younger filmmakers are kind of inspired by these newer movies that you know like get out and and the candy man and you know they want to give out kind of like a social message using you know using horror using sci-fi using fantasy 
Uh, and I'm excited for the future. I think we're going to see some pretty amazing films, uh, you know, built on top of that. So uh, I'm excited for the future of like genre in general. I love it. All right. Raul Benitez, he is the programmer of the After Dark programming for the Chicago International Film Festival. ChicagoFilmFestival.com is where you can get yourself set up to see some of these amazing movies. Uh, Raul, you stay on the line. I want to thank everyone for listening and watching and, and go see some independent films this week, next week. Go support the film festival.